Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. All right, everybody, we are back with another interview, and we are so excited today because we have one of our dearest friends. I know we keep saying that week after week. I was going to say, we keep saying that, and it's so true. Honestly, we're blessed with awesome and smart and wise people around us. So today we have Audrey Sharpon. Hi, Audrey. Hello. Thanks for having me, you guys. We are so excited. So Audrey also works with us at our church and is a worship leader in her role there. She also does a lot of other things there at the church, but... Now, what's your title? It changed a lot of time, but I think primarily it's just worship leader, worship operations, volunteer coordinator, event planner. She pretty much brings organization to our worship team. That's essentially what you do in the biggest way day to day and then lead worship. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've ever been to one of our services or watched online, you you know who Audrey is. She's the blonde girl who's always leading worship. Yes. And fun (laughs) fact, Audrey also is one of my assistants in the wedding business I own. Have so, you ever shared that, that you own a wedding planning business? I don't business? know. I own a wedding planning business, guys. And she is one of my assistants. And it's super fun because we are good friends. And so years ago, when I had this dream of my business and I was looking for new assistants, she was like, well, I think that would be fun. <laughs> and I think she probably said that thinking she would like help me here and there. Oh, no. She helps me every wedding, <laughs> every season come around. So yeah, we counted up four years later. So it's very fun. We're excited that you are here today to talk about worship and prayer. We're excited to dive into this topic because we kind of felt like it was something that a little different than I feel like on our podcast a lot, we talk about relational dynamics or emotions a lot. But this one is, I think, a little bit more tangible, maybe. Maybe even some of you guys hear prayer and worship and you're like, wait, that's not tangible at all. But I don't know. It's like in the different realm for me and my mind a little bit. Um, And so I'm excited to dive in and just learn from how Audrey has grown in this way, what she studies and, you know, tries to help lead people in every week. And so we're excited to dive into what that looks like. So Audrey, why don't you start off though? Tell us who you are, a little bit about you, your family, hobbies, all the things. Um, Yeah, my name's Audrey and I'm a townie to Columbia. Um, My family moved here when I was in elementary school and I've really never left. Like I left for, for college for four years, lived away for one year, but then I just found my way back. My background's in journalism. So I worked in journalism for many years, transitioned over to marketing and communications, worked in business development and partnerships for another company here in town. But man, The Crossing's been home for me since probably twenty end of 2014. And I joined a small group, I think the following fall. I didn't get super involved right away. It was just kind of one footed, one foot out, but not not like my faith, but just like, is this where I want to go to church kind of thing. And I started volunteering in our kids' ministry, which was so fun for me to get to know people. In fact, fun fact, one of my co-worship leaders and and friend, Ricky, his son was in kindergarten when I started volunteering Crossing Kids. And now he's in like middle school. It's really weird. That's crazy. Um, But I decided to try out for the worship team super randomly after a worship night, which we used to do in the fall sometimes years and years ago. I think it would have been fall of 2017. And this random woman... I, to this day, I don't know who she is. She turned around after a worship set and she was like, you should try out for the worship team. And I was like, wait, really? I've never heard that story. 
You didn't I've know that? I've never heard that story. No, oh, wait, gosh. I feel so like this is a good time to mention when I first started going to the crossing. Oh, I'm a little bit younger than Christian, but like you were on the worship team. Where Did you guys overlap? We only overlapped for a year. So the last, so I was on the worship team from 2011 to 2018. Yeah. And we did Easter I, together. Yeah, we did Easter together what? of 2018. That was the last time I sang. And then moved into, I then came on to staff at the crossing and it was like impossible to do my job. Yeah. And also sing on the worship team. So it took a break and it's like a work day. Yeah. And it's well yeah. singing. So we only overlapped for a short time and we were friends in that time, but not like yeah. super close. But yeah, I so. did. And I also did my audition for the worship team. Of <laughs> yes, you did. Same time as me. We will no, make sure to post no, that before, somewhere. No, we'll get it no. out somehow. Maybe your birthday week or something. Mm. Because guys, everyone should hear some okay. of this singing voice. So Audrey, a lady had the courage to come and compliment you. Yeah, she just turned around. She was sitting right in front of me in the auditorium. And what was crazy is at the time I was dating a guy who lived out of Columbia. And so on the weekends, I would usually just go stay with his family and visit. And so I'd miss church a lot. Um, but I decided to go to this worship night before I drove to see him. And it was super late. Like these things end kind of late. And I was like, man, I have like a four hour drive ahead of me. Um, but Something about her words was kind of like in one ear, not the other. But then I saw like a announcement the following couple of weeks about open auditions. And my best friend, Courtney, that was living with me at the time was like, you should do that. And I was like, LOL. I don't know if I like, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm like my, I never knew this. Were yeah. were you into, talk about that much? But were you into singing before? I mean, I grew up singing. Like my mom was a worship leader, and so I grew up in a musical family. My grandfather was a musician, so I knew like I knew music. I sang in choir. Yeah, my mom's a music teacher. She's really lovely and has a great voice. But I don't know. I I grew up in like I did choir in college, but it's a very different style. Yeah, and so when you are listening to modern worship music they're not like opera singers you know <laughs> or like choral singers yeah and so it was like can i even i don't know is that what i sound like so yeah i went to an audition in december of um of that year and and made the team same time as rebecca rebecca and i auditioned mm-hmm. at the same time and that was kind of the catalyst for like getting involved in the worship team and i tried to continue volunteering with crossing kids but also singing and eventually i was like no i think i really want to just volunteer with the worship team and so, gosh, a couple of years went by. I got really close to the to the team and to the other volunteers and got to know David and Scott and the production team over those years. And then in a wild turn of events, like COVID happened, I was working at home. And when our church went virtual, they split the worship team up into two groups. And so there was like one group that would do every other Sunday and another group that would do every other Sunday. So we weren't crossing over and, you know, potentially cross contaminating <laughs> each other. And so, um, honestly, those people were the only people outside of my family occasionally that I was seeing during that time. And I just got really close to them. And so the church reopened later that summer. And then I think it was right after Veterans Day of 2020, Dave approached me and was just like, hey, I've got this position at the church. And I'm not going to fill it if you don't want this job because I really just want you to have it. Pause for what? one second. Fun fact, going back to our wedding. Oh. No, going back to our weddings. We had a wedding that yeah. fall. Oh my God. Dave had just talked to you and I was always in Audrey's ear like, you should come and work for the crossing. <laughs> like surely someone will find, will find a spot. It was Laura Rose. Oh my gosh. Shout yeah. out Laura Rose. Yeah, there you go. We were sitting outside. Yeah. So we were sitting yeah. there and we're like sitting there during the reception and I'm like, hey, I was like, in the yeah. background. <laughs> I'm like, I really think you 
to come work and she was like actually Dave and I are talking about it I'm like wait what <laughs> and so then uh, so then I'm in like Dave I'm like Dave what are you guys talking about like trying to be in the know but I'm like it's not really my business I should just stay out of it so anyways so but funny. I was very excited yeah so, so my role when I started circle. was like it was really just kind of like filling some gaps between the roles that David and Scott had as co-worship leaders and worship leader was not really my title when I started I was doing it occasionally but really just when like David would go on vacation or Scott would be gone so my role was just to kind of like recruit volunteers, make sure everyone was happy and appreciated because volunteering on either our production team or our worship team is really time consuming. And so just making sure those people feel appreciated and we had every position filled every week, kind of creating some new systems, which isn't really my strength, but I try. I feel like you're really, I feel like you're <laughs> oh, selling you're really that. Yeah. 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 It's hard. So let's jump forward a little bit. Yes. Like I'm, again, if you aren't, in Colombia and have never attended one of our worship services. Like our music is something that has really attracted people because you guys mm-hmm. are able to kind of like do a lot of different styles or genres of music. So what was it like the first time ever leading a worship service? But I was just a volunteer. I wasn't even on staff yet oh when I gosh. planned my first service. And I think I partnered with somebody that was like experienced and I took a Sunday. I think it was a 4th of July weekend. So they were like, this Sunday's going to have no one. Yeah. So we'll give it to Audrey, the volunteer. But <laughs> so you're like, was, perfect. That's great. Thank you. It was really scary. And like, not to say I wasn't equipped with the resources, but there is so much more that I know now yeah. that I didn't know then that goes into planning a worship service that it was clearly like bare bones. We're going to pick this many songs. It's going to be this structure. This is how it's going to look. And were you just like, these are the songs that I like to like jam out to in my car. We <laughs> Honestly, should sing. <laughs> probably. But yeah. what's funny is like knowing now, I think I had the guidance from either Scott or David of like, we're in the rotation where these are the songs that we're singing in accordance with like what the sermon is about or what's been popular, what the congregation really likes. So of course I had our whole song bank to choose from, but I wanted to be strategic about like how they flowed together and like what the sermon was about and things like that. Well, yeah. So jumping into that, obviously, you have a lot of the knowledge to like have the art of putting together a worship set and all of that. But just like speaking in general about worship, like what is the importance of worship in your time? Obviously, now doing it as a career, but even just apart from that, even leading and just being a Christian and Christ follower, what have you found to be like, why do we worship? What's the point? And why is that important? That's so good. I think to start like worship is more than just music. Like we think about, I think the the modern Christian thinks about worship and they just think about like singing and praise, but really worship is from the time you walk into the sanctuary or the auditorium to the time that you leave. Like that is worship time. So how are we ministering to you when you walk in? How is our call to worship going to bring you in to want to worship Jesus? And what are this, the things that we kind of guide you through the service? And then the sermon is still considered worship because we're hearing from the word of God and we're like learning from a teacher and Um, diving into scripture. And so, man, I think there's so many things that I have learned about worship, but primarily that like, it's just meant to be done with other people and the importance of community and corporate worship, whether your congregation is 50 or it's 12 in the basement of a home or it's a thousand in an auditorium, just being around other people who exude the love of Christ and like that is contagious. Like when you're in a room of people who are singing and praising, I don't know how anyone can stand still. Maybe it's just like out of awe of like, man, what is happening? This is really cool. But there's something that goes on in corporate worship that I think is so different and unique. So I think number one, like 
Worship is about hospitality and especially in the corporate worship setting of making it a comfortable, safe environment for people, whether they're, they've been a Christian their whole life or it's their first time at church. And just like making it accessible for people is huge. And so we never want to like scare people away with incredibly deep language that they're not going to understand because that doesn't make the gospel accessible for people. They can get there to that point. And I think small groups are really a great place for that to learn about, you know, the language of the scriptures and things like that. But in a worship setting where, especially as a worship leader, now I think about, okay, I'm trying to appeal to the skeptic, the person who's at church because somebody brought them. They really didn't want to come. Like, what can I say to that person? And then what can I say to the person in the front row who has their hands raised the whole time? Because this is their, this is like the, the life that, that keeps them going is worshiping Jesus. And so I think the cool thing about our church, yeah, if you've never been to the crossing, like one of the cool things about our church is just the wide variety of people that walk through our doors and what a privilege it is for me to think about like, how can I make, how can I make Jesus seem so real for all of those people and how just like make them in awe of like who he is and something really think about a lot. Yeah. I think even what you said, going back to the very beginning of that, I think we could even argue that like worship is exactly what we do like every day as Christians yeah. that yeah, for sure. like even from the moment we wake up, our job is to glorify God in our words and actions. And that is considered worship when we understand like, Oh, everything lives outside of myself. It's not just like me making breakfast for my kids or, you know, like doing all of the things I do every morning. It's no like me worshiping God because he is the one who is waking me up and making me able to do those things. And so even how are we worshipful in our day-to-day actions? I think even, yeah, I love that you even just said, like, I think a lot of times we jump to worship being in, you know, in a seat with our hands raised, singing, whatever that may look like for you. But I'm like, no, worship is a lot more as a Christian, someone who's made by God and just remembering that in a moment by moment basis. Okay. Something you said too, Christian and I like both bouncing off of all the goodness that you said, but I'm thinking too, like how you got kind of hired during COVID. And we're talking about like a lot of our worship time got so shifted during COVID to this like online presence. And while I think it's so cool that we recognize like, no, there is this need and there's this like cool thing we have with technology in today that we can worship online. I will never forget that Sunday. I like almost, I don't know why I'm feeling like emotional about this, but I remember the Sunday that I went back to church and worship alongside other people. And just the way, like you were saying, like, how can you just stand still? It's like, it did something to my heart. It did something to my faith that day to remember like, oh my gosh, we've been so isolated for however many months or I don't. It was like two months at that point. Yeah. It's like to walk back in that room. And I remember, you know, I still have people that in my life that maybe haven't um, taken that step back into that like weekly corporal worship. And, you know, there's so much, again, we can get from still hearing it on our TV, sitting on our couch, but we are called to worshiping alongside other people that look so different than us, that are maybe walking through things so different than us and that are standing right beside us feeling those same emotions. And I think we're just really missing out if we think that maybe the church on a weekly basis or, uh, you know, as often as that is possible for you, like, is not important? There's something so just beautiful about worshiping alongside other believers. And so if you're someone that's just like super content with worshiping alone and 
taking in the sermon. Maybe there's certain circumstances that causes you to have to take in the service that way. Sure. But like if there's a way for you to get to church and experience corporal worship, like it does something for my faith each week that cannot be replicated at home. And I think that's important to like remind people of. That's why, and I know it sounds so dumb, but I have thought about the same like metaphor before with worship, but I, it reminds me of like a workout. Like, you know, we've all heard that same thing. Like you're never going to regret going out and like running, you know, doing that walk or running that three miles. Like you're never going to regret it. It's great. You're always going to look back. Like even if you were just doing it out of like the discipline of it. And I think like it's like the same thing about worship. Like the discipline of doing corporate worship alongside other believers. I had that same experience when I walked into the auditorium the first time after COVID too, that I was just like, I love it because I I think it helps me get outside of my own head and thoughts to look around and think, wow, like I am able to worship a God that has not only created me and does not only know me intimately, he knows like every single person who I'm standing next to intimately right now. And that's just like amazing. But I think in that moment, even if I walk in that morning, I'm like, I'm really not feeling it. I kind of wish I would have stayed home. Wish I was in my jammies and not these jeans. Like all of those thoughts, I could think that, but I go back to like, no, I've never left a worship service being like, hmm, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Wasn't worth it. No, I've like I've always left thinking, no, I'm glad I did it. That was worth it. And like, I am better for it. And hopefully my mind and heart are changed by that. It's so neat for me to think about the first time that people came back in because for the longest time we were worshiping to an empty room and to know that everybody was like watching on the other side of the camera like that's cool but man the first time even at limited capacity we were very limited capacity very spread out but just to hear other people's voices i remember how emotional i got and and some of my other like worship leaders got because it was just so powerful to hear other people's voices and man i think there's just something really cool about like gathering together each week to be like re-reminded of like why we worship and that's what it is like we come together to like obviously learn something about something new about Jesus and like something new about scripture that maybe we didn't know, but really it's just to be reminded of like, why we, why do we believe what we believe? And you leave refreshed kind of like what you said, Christian. I think, I think that's a really important thing to remember. So I have been um, really blessed by Hebrews three thirteen when I'm thinking about people who have just not come back to church. Like I think there's something really special and important when you come back to corporate worship and you're in community there's like that accountability and so this verse came to mind take care brothers lest there be any of you an evil unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living god but exhort one another every day as long as it's called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin for we have come to share in christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end as it is said today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. And so I think like in isolation, we a are not being encouraged by other people in our life because we're alone. We're not worshiping with people, but we also don't have the opportunity to realize like we're not alone. And maybe the things that we're confused about or we're sad about, that's going to like drive us away from Christ. But in community, we have people to say like, Hey, this is really hard. Can you talk me through like how I should handle this? And I just think it's so easy if we're alone for us to go seeking other things to fill voids and it causes us to like find false idols and to worship things that aren't God. And like, that is not biblical. And so I think worshiping in community is just so important because you're around other believers that can hold you to this like firm foundation of like, no, this is your faith. 
this is what's true. Stay in it and don't lose it. Okay, talk to us because this is incorporated in our weekly worship worship sessions, but also can be a part of our daily lives. Like, talk to us a little bit about the way that you view prayer. And I know I feel like I've heard you talk about how you've grown a lot in this area. So talk to us a little bit about prayer and how that can be worshipful and how like the corporal worship and prayer have kind of tied together and what that does for us in our faith. That's good. I think I'll start with a quick story. We, when my team would gather for team meetings on Tuesdays, I forget who it was on my team, but someone was just like, we should pray for our congregation. And like, that seems so simple, but those meetings tend to get so in the weeds about details and all the things that would bore your podcast listeners. But finally, I think we just were like, we should be praying for our congregation that they would come and feel refreshed and come and sing and come and like, we would just see a movement of bodily worship. And so for me, that was kind of the catalyst into like an incredibly, just more awareness of what prayer can do in my life. Because each and every week after we would pray those things, we would see God do such a cool thing in the congregation. And we would see hands raised higher than ever before. We would see people moving and if you don't go to our church, we don't move a lot in our in our seats. Going from being Southern Baptist cool. to Presbyterian to like having a different group of, I don't know, yeah. everyone. I'm like, oh, what? Like, I don't know what level. Yeah. Yes. We sway. <laughs> sway. A gentle sway. sway, a gentle sway. Man, it's just been so cool to see, to see God move. And like, we know the spirit is present. Like, we know that he's always with us. And like, what a cool thing. But just to see that, that prayer come come to life like that was huge for me and just reminded me of like man the accessibility that i have to god i think this is part 2 but like the accessibility that i have to god in prayer that i can go to him any time i want it's almost like i think there's there's a hymn that my mom used to put in our church services a lot it's the oh he walks with me he talks with me and he tells me that i am his own and i just think about that when i pray is like he is always with me and like I don't have to like what a blessing that I'm, you know, not out wandering in the desert and that I'm not the high priest and I can't go in and and worship the Lord one time a year. But like I have full accessibility to Christ. He literally calls me to come before him anytime I want. And like that is so unique that the something clicked in my head of like, why have I not been doing that? And he wants me to do that and he knows what my needs are. And so literally all I have to do is just like come to him and like thank him for the things he's given me. But then like, why not ask him because he's the one that sustains me anyways. So I think my prayer life has just become way more, way more active since I've just been in the word more, like going through scripture line by line and just seeing how faithful he is and has always been to his people. Like, why would he not be that way for me? And so, I don't know, prayers just become one of those things that it's definitely not easy in my life goes by so fast. And it's like, gosh, have I even like prayed today? You know? Yeah. But it started as a team and it's just kind of kept going. And But I think cool. that's what's like so cool about prayer. Again, like prayer could be one of those things that feels really easy and like simple for you or it could be something that's like really weird and like really just kind of like, I don't know, out of your comfort zone a little bit. But I think I, too, can remember that time where it just like clicked for me that I'm like, oh, prayer is like and literally just the way I talk to the person who created me. Like, I remember just thinking like, oh, yeah, like prayer is just like me talking to a friend. And when that clicked for me, 
it was a total mindset shift of like, no, it's not something that I have to like kneel on my bedside and like do morning to night. Like, obviously, if you do it like that, totally great. But I was like, oh, it's not something like it's like something I can do driving down the road. It's something I can do. Where do I always say I like have these epiphanies when I'm talking to God? In your car. No. Oh, I don't know. I'm really disappointed. I'm sorry. In my shower. Oh, yeah. It, you do. You do always say <laughs> I'm always that. Like, I'm sorry. Okay, so I was in the shower. I was in the shower. Okay. <laughs> That's too, TMI, Samantha. Okay. Oh, this sorry. is a PG podcast. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. Like in the car and never alone. But it was yeah. like the first time, like when that clicked, I was just like, wow, this is so sweet because it was like this sweet remembrance that like, no, like. My the God who created the universe also created me and cares for me so intimately that he's like, I'm ready to hear from you anytime. I want to talk to you else. all the time. Yes. Like he's not it's not just you. He's not like, okay, this uh, this minute is Christians. This minute is Samantha's. This minute is Audrey's. No, he's like fully present with each and every one of us. Like it's mind boggling. Yeah. I was going to say like, ooh, it's like hard to go there. It's mentally. unreal. And yeah, going back to unreal. that in worship, I think what's so cool for me again is like prayer is something that like I sometimes will pray out loud. I'll sometimes pray just like silently to myself. But I think what's cool about that in worship in that like in the corporate sense, I get to say that same prayer just as I was saying, like it comes, makes it come to life. It makes me think outside of myself. It honestly like humbles me to my right place of thinking just probably less than my less of myself and more of God when I hear other people saying the same prayer I am praying, but also just like puts words to things that I may not believe in my heart yet, that I am still trying to come to fruition about, or literally just like I'm begging God to like make me believe this, but it is so good for me to pray those things and to sing those things. And so when those two things are tied together for me, it is this like amazing thing that I'm like, no, I need to sing this. I need to pray this because like I want to believe this. Yes. Yeah. And like we're so taught good. in scripture, like to to like speak the gospel to ourselves, to teach ourselves that daily. And it's like, yeah, sometimes it's like before our brains can get there or our faith can get there. It's like, yeah, we do have to like teach ourselves those things over and over. I think it's a confession. And this is a huge thing for me, too, is like this awareness that like I clearly was not coming to God enough of like God help my prayer life. Like. It was a desire that I had, and that desire can really only be fulfilled by him. Like, if left to my own devices, I'm going to choose to do so many other things besides prayer. But it was this awareness of like, I know this needs to be part of my day more than it is. And in order for that to change and for me to like truly want to desire that each and every day, like I have to pray for that. And I think it's as simple as like starting with the Lord's Prayer. Like, that's a prayer that Jesus literally gives us helps our heart just remember who we are and like what our desire should be that like not our will but his be done and his will for us is that we would be drawn closer to him in prayer and worship and I think that's a really cool reminder of just like he wants us to come to him he doesn't need us to come to him but he like wants us to come to him and that's just a really cool thing to remember I love that as a practical step we can all take and so if someone's out there like okay I hear all this like I know it's important and I I want that. Like, what are some things I can do today? Do you have any resources or other like practical things you can give to people? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think just starting with like the, the Lord's Prayer, it's really powerful and it's easy to memorize or just like write down and you're not just sitting there like, hey, God, I want to thank you for this and I want to ask you for this. But it's like it's a very tangible prayer that you can find. I also have a book called Christian. Did I give you one of these? 
Canyon yeah. Road. Canyon yeah. Road. Samantha, I have a copy. It's I can give so you. good. Oh, I have one in my office. I'm glad you've thought of me before. Well, <laughs> you're now the default. <laughs> hey, Samantha. Uh, I have extras. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, this book is really cool. So this was a resource that my colleague Scott had found. And I connected with this author. Um, I like did an inquiry of like, I need 45 copies. How expensive would that be? <laughs> kind of thing. And she like friended me on Facebook and we've literally become pen pals. So Carrie Reeves, if you are listening to this, I think you're great. Um, it's called Canyon Road, a book of prayers. And it's got so many categories for like corporate worship prayers, but also just like really sweet, intimate, like prayer time. And um, there's different categories like forgiveness, healing, just personal prayers, model prayers, which are like the Lord's prayer and other like corporate prayers that we would know. Um, intercessory prayers. It's really beautiful. Prayers against enemies, like is warfare. It, is this a lot of the prayers we maybe would pray in a like typical Sunday morning worship service? Probably one of mine because I use this as a resource a lot. And so if if it's a time of confession, like I usually will take something from hers and tie it in with a time of confession of just like a heart posture kind of thing. But it's a really beautiful resource. It's called Canyon Road, a book of prayer. And it's pretty. Yeah, we'll link that. That would be so cute to just have out. What I think I love the most about it is kind of like what Audrey was saying. I think a lot of the pressure and praying, we just think it needs to like sound great and it needs to like be beautiful and it needs to like even like praying with other people. I think a lot of people have nerves around that. And really like in this book and just in general, it's like a good reminder of like, no, you literally can just come and talk to Jesus. And um, it is cool in this book that she uses language that is, like you said, like really accessible, very normal. There's not a lot of things that, I mean, I'm not a genius, but a lot of it doesn't fly over my head. So I feel like it's pretty easy. Yeah. So. Another um, really quick resource that I found, I think it was also Scott, because he's been doing this for 20 some years. He's really great at it. Um, it's a translation of the Bible called The Voice. And it's what he uses a lot in his prayers and things like that during worship. And the way that the Psalms specifically are translated are so beautiful and they're just incredibly powerful and personal. I'll never forget one of the ones he used was like, Jesus, I'm just so tired of crying. My pillows are wet with tears. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was so powerful of like, my gosh, that is like such a vivid image of like, yeah, my eyes have no more tears to cry because I've literally just been crying and like, I should be crying to you to come and like be with me. So that's another really great resource if you're looking for scripture um, to use in prayer. The voice translation is not, I mean, it's it's nothing fancy, but it's really beautiful. Yeah. So those would be two of my, those are two of my current resources that I really like, aside from the Bible. But, no, that's but, awesome. I think it's fun to have like links. We can link all of this so people can go yeah. straight to those things. But we so appreciate, I mean, again, with most of these interviews, it's like we barely have scratched the surface with what we want to talk about. And so maybe we'll have you on again in the future. Thank you so much for talking about this and sharing your heart about it. And just for all of us to encourage all of you, you know, it's not just something that, I don't know, sometimes I've thought about with things going on in our world, it's like we really do have this freedom. I know it can kind of sound cheesy and maybe we've heard this a lot of like, no, we can just wake up on a Sunday morning and have the freedom to go and like worship together. In anyone can, like if you're listening to this most likely. And so there are people around the world that don't have that freedom. And maybe it's just something we've taken advantage of and like maybe lost a little bit of the splendor of like why that's important or like what that can do for our faith and encouraging us. And so I hope you've been encouraged by this today. And yeah, Audrey, can you plug like where can people find you if they want to connect? 
I know you've had mute, like you've had music out. Yeah. My friend Kate and I, Kate, I'll give her the credit because she really did a lot of the writing. We put a song out called Jesus is More. So good. Um, we put it out in the fall. You can find that on Samantha. Do you want to sing it for us right now? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'll stop right there. That was really pretty. It's good. Yeah. It was a fun process. It's um, way prettier than that. So it go is. Listen. It yeah, really is. It was really fun. We had a great time. And um, yeah, our team's working on some other stuff that'll come out eventually. But you can find me on Instagram, odd underscore Elizabeth. Sometimes I'll repost worship moments. Um, but that's kind of the one place that I post a lot of stuff. And can people get the, your music on, or the Crossings music on Spotify? Yeah, we have a playlist called Crossing Music. Um, and there's a lot of old stuff that our band has put out in years way before I was involved. But a lot of really great stuff. So yeah, the Crossing Music on Spotify, Apple Music. I think there's some stuff on YouTube. But that's where you can find our stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much, Audrey. We really you guys, appreciate this so you fun. coming on. Uh, so I love you, Fred. Love you guys. On. You're going to come back on for sure. Love it. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Bye.